Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another edition of a 21 News podcast. Today, we are talking about healthy eating habits when it comes to children. Many parents know it can be a struggle to instill those healthy choices. Joining me to discuss this is Megan Lott, Deputy Director at Healthy Eating Research. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. So talk to me a little bit about the recommendations that are based on research what have you guys kind of developed here? Well, the research really shows it's not just what we feed our kids that matters, but how we approach mealtimes and feeding to really help build healthy habits that will hopefully last a lifetime. And in reviewing the research, what we found was that it really boils down to three main concepts, structure, autonomy, and repetition. So with structure, we're talking about structuring your environment to provide a variety of healthy options and opportunities for kids to learn about and explore foods with autonomy. Autonomy, we're talking about giving kids independence and involving them in the process and teaching them how to make healthy choices for themselves. And then repetition is the single most effective strategy we found to get kids to learn to like and accept healthy new foods. And it can take up to 10 to 15 tries of a new food before a child really knows if they like it or not. A lot of times at the dinner table, a parent might say, no, you you can't get up until you finish that broccoli or the peas or something like that. How does this approach compare to maybe letting the child come to enjoy the peas on their own? Will they ever come to enjoy the peas on their own? Yeah, this is something we really looked at because I think a lot of us grew up with the whole idea of you have to finish everything on your plate or being members of the clean plate club. And the research really supports that that's actually not an effective strategy. It it does not teach kids to learn to like new foods. It also can really um, teach them to ignore their own hunger and fullness signals. So as they get older, they're not going to be able to know when to stop eating based on when they're full, which can lead to overeating and overweight, obesity, other health problems down the line. So really following the, the structure and kids and involved and repetition is much more successful than forcing kids to eat everything on their plate. Absolutely. And this research really focused on kids between the ages of two and eight. So they're going to be starting school. They're going to start being exposed to other kids eating habits. How do you avoid any bad influences? Or I mean, whenever they're in the lunchroom, I I feel like maybe even I was like, you know, I'll trade you my, uh, almonds for that, uh, you know, little Debbie snack or something like that. Yeah. You know, we really looked at the period of two to eight in particular, because we know this is a time when picky eating habits are at their highest and when kids are afraid of trying new foods. And so we really structured the recommendations to help give parents and caregivers tools to get through that age. And the good news is when you're thinking about the youngest, like preschool and toddlers, two to five years old, a lot of childcare centers are already doing the recommendations we have out there. So there's going to be a lot of alignment. You do lose some of that control as they go to elementary school. And this is where that child involvement and teaching them how to make healthy choices for themselves is going to pay off in the long run. You can't avoid every bad influence, but can you give your kid the tools necessary to help guide them in decision-making. They're still going to want the treats, but if they also understand the importance of balancing those treats with healthy fruits and vegetables and whole grains and the other parts of the lunch they packed, that's what's really important. Mm -hmm. And talking about 
that balance and other influences, how do you approach maybe what you might call the grandma factor? You, you send them to the grandparents' house for the day or another relative, and they want to spoil them. And a lot of ways that uh, family members seem to spoil children is by giving them treats. How do you balance that and, and kind of have that conversation with them maybe? Yeah, I think that's something we all face as parents. And I'm a big believer. It's a really important conversation to have with anybody who's taking care of your kids or with family members they're spending a lot of time with, both about what you do or do not want them to feed, as well as how you want to approach mealtimes. And of course, grandparents always want to spoil little kids. There are ways you can talk to them to say, these treats are okay, or these times are okay. We, we don't mean to say you can never have treats or you, you can't have any of these special times together, but having the conversation really opens the door. And what we have found is that consistency in how you approach mealtime is really important. So whether it's grandma or cousins or aunts and uncles or, or childcare providers or schools, that consistency is what's really important. How do you approach those children, I know you're saying consistency, but those ones that are just strong-willed and will not try anything healthy and just flat out refuse, how do you approach a child like that? It's really important to think about how we define success. And that's going to look really different for every child. So you might have kids that are willing to try new things and you can jump right to, yes, success is that first bite of the new food. And then you're going to have kids who are really hesitant to try new foods or, you know, are just really not into it. And so thinking about even just getting them to put that new food on the plate next to their other well-loved foods could be a huge success for a particular child. And it's a really important important first step to getting them to take that first bite. So there are lots of things we can celebrate along the way. And depending on where your child is on that spectrum um, of willingness to try new foods, it's going to different. But I think it's really important we do celebrate those successes and look at it. You know, the end goal sure is trying the new foods, but there are so many wins along the way that are really important to celebrate for a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. Any comments just on during this COVID-19 pandemic? I feel like we saw uh, obesity is growing as an issue in our country and among children. But this COVID-19 pandemic, so many kids at home, not as active. This the timing of this research really seems interesting to me. Was there any thought put into that? We actually started this project before the pandemic, but it came really, the pandemic came really early on in our efforts. And so, you know, I think what it, what the pandemic elevated for the research team, the expert panel we had was how important these issues are. You know, a lot of parents were all of a sudden in charge of every mealtime. So maybe you were just kids were eating breakfast and lunch at school or at childcare and you were just doing dinner every day. And suddenly you're doing three meals and two snacks every day. So these challenges were very front and center at an already really stressful time, which really reinforced for us that we needed to find ways to translate the research into practical tips and strategies parents can use at home. And so on our website, healthyeatingresearch.org, you can find more than 30 tips and strategies about how to take the research and implement them in your home. And our goal is not that you as parents do all of them, but that you look at this as a toolbox and find the few that will work really well for you um, to help your kids keep eating and trying new foods. 
Yeah. And just one final question, maybe you can comment and um, give some insight on just how important these eating habits early on instilling them early on, how does that affect our eating choices for a lifetime and our overall health for a lifetime? The research is really strong to show that what we eat early on impacts our, our food preferences throughout our life. And those food preferences are changeable. So we can learn to like new foods, but if you have a child that really will only eat highly sugary, salty, fatty foods, it's going to be a struggle for them later in life as adults when they're trying to have a balanced eating pattern. So the more we can do now to really develop these healthy eating habits and willingness to try new foods sets them up for long-term success. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. This has been Megan Lott, Deputy Director at Healthy Eating Research, helping all of us parents make better choices for our children. Thank you. Thank you.